Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And today, we decided that it will just be myself and my boy, A.T., and we're going to talk Laker talk. As you see, I'm usually dressed up in some type of Laker attire, but I got my little flower shirt on. And it's not how flower- bad it is. That's, That's how bad it is right now for the Lakers. <laughs> I'm wearing Laker stuff. <laughs> it's not flowers for the death of the Lakers. <laughs> flowers for the liveliness of L.A. still. Nice. How are I like you doing, it, sir. How are you doing today? I'm great, brother. How are you? I am doing wonderful, man. Uh, you know, I was at the uh, Laker game the other day. They played the Mavericks. Obviously, the Lakers are in a tailspin. But still, the fans were there, and they had we had this thing called LA Live, which is right outside of <laughs> crypto.com uh, center, uh, Staples Center, <laughs> <laughs> right outside of crypto. Forum. <laughs> You wish it was a form. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but the fans were right there, man. They're still alive. They're, they're still energy. Laker Nation is still alive. And, and you know what, Ari? As bad as they're playing, and I thought they played extremely well the other night. I just think they, they, they are reeling so bad, they don't understand how to win the, 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 the tight games anymore. I really do think that's their problem now. And until they set, uh, set, uh, settle that, and get back, which is going to have to, have to happen in practice. Can't do too much practice at the end of the season, so you got to worry about load management in these guys' legs. Uh, they will start winning. I do believe they'll win. But the fact that the fans were still there and still supportive and still into the Lakers, and I had the microphone, and I'm trying to rouse them up and get them up, and, you know, they were intense. So I, I really don't think it's, a, it's a too bad of a day for the Lakers. I just think there's just one – win away from jumpstarting this were you hyping the crowd up at la live before uh the the lakers and Mavs game they had you as oh, the yeah. dj the oh, mc yeah. I came out there uh they had a place where they were shooting hoops and they had a, a a guy that was out there and the mic guy that was talking about uh they had to make like 10 or 12 points to get a laker jacket or uh, free tickets to another game and as i was passing through because i was doing an autograph signing session along with the laker girl along with the laker girls <laughs> Uh, and then they had the trophy. So it was an inanimate object. The Lakers <laughs> girls and Michael Cooper. Pick which, which line you want to go to and get the best. And the line for the, the inanimate object, the Lakers trophy, was a long line. <laughs> that goes to show you because usually they come see Michael Cooper because they're in the game. But, hey, you know what? I was fun. So, anyway, stop by, rouse them up. And that was fun to me. I enjoyed that. And I think the fans still believe, like I do, I believe, man, that if the Lakers get healthy and can just get into the playoffs, I think magical things can happen. So, number one, I do think that Mavericks came in, and as you know, I live in Dallas, and so I follow the Mavs pretty closely. Um, I thought that was a really good game for the Lakers, even in a loss, because of, you know, they overcame the 
the the deficit. And the Mavericks have been a phenomenal team since they traded away Porzingis. Luka's just been on another level. Um, so I think that was a good good game for them despite losing. What about – what did you make of – and this certainly kind of, I guess, goes to what Frank Vogel said this week. Uh, but that's – you know, I mean, he's, he's trying to be optimistic. But he basically said the same thing. Like, if Anthony Davis comes back healthy, we can get the right matchup. We got a chance. At this point, the Lakers coup are part of that play-in tournament. It, it's – Difficult to win a championship as an eight seed, let alone a nine or a laughing? ten seed. Why are, you, <laughs> why are you laughing? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I get like, are you buying? Because you're you are Mister, you are as optimistic, maybe even more so than Frank Vogel, um, about this team and the Lakers in general. Are you buying it? Yes, I am. I, I really do. I, I think if the Lakers and obviously with things that are going on, the world wins. Uh, some of LeBron's comments this past week are an All Star. Uh, the Russell Westbrook situation, they just let DeAndre bought him out DeAndre Jordan. So you lose another big man. I think with all the disarray that's going on around the Lakers, I just still believe they have enough to win. Now, for me, like you said, they got to, you know, their playing tournament is tricky, man. I really wish they would play hard and pick it up because when they have like uh, 18 games left or 17, something like that, yeah. If they can get in that, that fifth, I mean, well, not the fifth, but the sixth spot. I think things will look a little bit different, but you got to deal with the cards. You have to play with the cards that you're dealt. And Lakers now got their work cut out for them. Hey, Michael Cooper here, former Los Angeles Laker player. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. LinkedIn is where I go for networking. And so it makes perfect sense as the place to go for hiring. Create a free job posting minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network, over 77 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 4 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash showtime. That's linkedin.com slash showtime to post your jobs for free. And Lakers now got their work cut out for them. Uh, they, this is a big game for them. Uh, what is this? Tomorrow, Saturday, against the Warriors coming into town. They've lost, what, four in a row, three in a row, something like that. This is a very, very big game against a team that, that's possibly going to be a Western Conference, uh, for sure, playing for a Western Conference title. Yeah, three straight losses. They've lost uh, seven of the last ten. But, um, I mean, they're three it's only half three. back of the Clippers. It's only three. I mean, <laughs> they've been losing so much. It's like – I, I don't even remember their last win. That's right, four and a half, four and a half back, <laughs> four and a half back of the Clippers and six and a half back of the Timberwolves for the seven spot. So, I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. To, <laughs> it's pretty crazy to think that this team could finally, here's the problem. And I bet, I bet you struggle watching this team. 
they they don't defend and they don't seem like to have that effort uh, on defense. And that that's the thing that's probably most bothersome. I mean, even last year's team could defend. And Ari, those are the two biggest things you have to have to be a contending team, not a championship team. I'm talking about a contending team. If you don't play defense, and the Lakers are one of the worst right now, which is amazing because, as you said, last year they were so good. At the beginning of the season, they were good. And if you're not giving the maximum effort, defense is about effort and communication. If you guys are talking on defense and and you see somebody open and you sprint out there to an open, those are the things that will change your season around or change that particular game around, and it's on the defensive end. I think what the Lakers, and this is how I look at them now when I see them play, defense is an afterthought, and now I'm going to get you back on offense. That doesn't work, man, because no. you know what? As, as good as they are offensively, and they're not that good, but they they can score, obviously, they don't score well enough to be acceptable on the defensive end, to not give the effort, and to just get – I've never seen so many blow-bys. And now with, you know, uh, Coach Vogel is going with that small ball with LeBron as the center. LeBron ain't contesting and blocking shots. So that's where you're going to miss DeAndre Jordan. Howard needs to be in there. AD, was when he's healthy, he's there. Now you can kind of be lackadaisical or lackluster on on defensive end a little bit because you got somebody back there that's going to contest shots. Right. They don't have that, and it's it's terrible. For me, it's horrible to watch. You know what? I was watching uh, the Lakers game the other night, and I happened to flash over because I love to see what else is on TV, and I saw an old episode of Seinfeld, and it was... God, that's uh, how bad it was. <laughs> watching Seinfeld. Bad, I flicked over to Seinfeld, a rerun that I have watched 56 times before. <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 uh what, what episode was it? The pothole where George had lost his keys and the guy uh in what you call his head. Holy cow! And the guy ran over, it and that's what he was saying. The announcer for the Yankees back then, holy cow, and it was that episode. So you know, George had to find out. But anyway, the Lakers are are just a, a special unit now. You know what? The amazing part to them is that, and see, this is the hard part about being a, a championship organization, San Antonio, the Boston Celtics, the Lakers. When you don't come and give maximum effort, and you know what? This is what Golden State getting ready to experience in about another two or three years. If you don't come and you get your fans used to winning championships through different generations, and here we are now in right. 2019, when the boos come, they coming for everybody. And you know what? I was listening to uh, Stephen A. the other day, and he was talking about the fans booing. He says, you know what? Y'all can't boo LeBron. Oh, yes, we can, because he's part of it. No, he's playing great basketball, probably better than everybody else. But the in-basketball team sport, so them boos go to him, too. And he's yeah. got to figure it out. And it's unfortunate. That's the sad part about it. But being in Los Angeles, fans are accustomed to hard, consistent play. Uh, your superstar doing his thing, which LeBron is. This guy's playing tremendous basketball, but team together, everyone achieves more. That's what basketball is about. So when them boos, when them boos are raining down, everybody gets to get touched by them. You know, and and you can live with not being a great team to a certain degree. It's the effort. Yeah, Lakers fans are smart basketball fans. That that's what they're booing. They're booing a team that has no pride. They're booing an organization that doesn't seem to have any pride. And that that's what they're booing. You can boo, boo LeBron. I mean, this is the organization that's had 
all of the greatest players in the history of the game, with the exception of a few, you know, like you can count on one hand, the great players in the history of the game that didn't play for the Lakers. Right. So yeah, LeBron's just one of them along with Wilt and Elgin Baylor and magic and Kareem, like, come on. So they can boo, they can boo LeBron. Um, How much of this do you think is, is on Westbrook, not from a standpoint of his play, but because, you know, we had heard rumblings about the, the Lakers and, you know, they're, unha- they're not happy with Russ. But then this week we also heard that, like, it's reciprocated. Russ also doesn't want to be in L.A. anymore with the Lakers. And so he's talking about a buyout. What, what do you make of this, Coop? Because, I, look, you and I talked about this in the offseason. It could have gone well, but I just cautioned that it just hasn't gone well in his career at different places, regardless of the talent around him. He's just kind of his own offensive ecosystem and he can be selfish. And I think, you know, you went to, if LeBron, if LeBron can make it work and, and I, I certainly agreed with it before the season. Like if anybody can make it work, LeBron can, it's just gone horribly wrong. And I I'd say this has got to be a huge reason why this season's gone as poorly as it has. Hey, Michael Cooper here. Bet online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports actions this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile websites to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. This has got to be a huge reason why this season's gone as poorly as it has. I think the biggest thing why this uh Frankenstein type of experiment bringing Carmelo Anthony Westbrook LeBron and AD together is because of injuries if if the injuries haven't happened and you can have like a a tweak here or there but for your two for one and and early in the season two of those four missed significant games I mean AD is going on with his just this latest injury eight and nine games Early in the season with his back or, or with his knees, when he hurt his knee, he missed 15, 20 games. That throws a wrench into everything that you want to do, especially because that's the core foundation of what you're trying to build a team and a championship-driven uh, team on. And when, you, when that happens, when you get a, a two, one of those four or two of those four, and right now it's been AD, which is a major, major piece of the puzzle missing, now you throw everything out of whack because you got to remember – Russell Westbrook was brought here to be the third or fourth score. He wasn't brought here to be the right. second score or the first score. And Trevor Reza was brought here to come in off the bench and give him support. All of a sudden, this guy finds himself in a starting position. He's not a starter anymore in this league, you know, but with a good championship team or championship contending team, right. he becomes a vital piece. So I think that's been the, the biggest uh piece of the puzzle why that this uh, this hasn't happened and when it goes down and you miss big pieces of that now obviously uh, bad media the media i'm not saying they're bad people but they're going to write what they see right. then you start getting on people's nerves and now all of a sudden westbrook's not happy to be at home 
Uh, Carmelo Anthony is like a turtle, kind of like he kind of like tucks his head and he goes and hide. And Carmelo, that's not Carmelo Anthony. Uh, LeBron is looked on to be a bit to be, play a bigger, bigger piece, which at his age, he shouldn't have to, but he has risen to the occasion. And so, that, you know, those things happen when you're trying to put the pieces together. Now people start questioning uh, the management up top. I do believe that the Lakers, when, and when I first saw this, and I was over at the Laker facility when this, before they even played the a game. And I saw Rob Plink over there and, you know, I told him, I said, Rob, listen, great, great additions. And I told him, I said, after the All-Star break, this is when you're going to really find out what this team is made about. You know, he goes, Coop, I really hope so. And so I, I really don't blame them because they're looking to see what they can do under the salary cap and under all the other conditions that they have, not really having young players. So the pieces that they brought in, but it's just so unfortunate that this wasn't really, this team wasn't really given a good, good chance to kind of like jail and play 35, 40 and Lakers are among the, what they're the, the league leader and starting lineup changes. I think yeah. they're at 31 now. So there's so much that has been happening to this team that is unfortunate. And uh, you know, you just, actually what we're doing is seeing it being dismantled and dissolving right before our eyes, man. So on that front, I think when we talked about this last week, we both agree this is probably gonna be the last year for Frank Vogel um, with the Lakers. What about Rob Plank? All right, listen, a little comment on that real quick. <laughs> this guy just won a championship two years ago, man. Uh, it's it's I, wild, huh? It's wild. It from him being a, a great coach and now ha, he's hanging half his head off and as soon as the season's over, that is so bizarre to me. But anyway, go ahead with the point. No, I mean, but so let's start. I mean, let's start there. Let's talk about their coach and their general manager. You know, are, do you think that these these are guys that are back next year? Should they be back next year? Uh, um, you know what? Frank's situation is a little bit different. I think Rob Palenka, uh, being the, up at the hierarchy with the Lakers, along with Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambus and Kurt Rambus, I think they're doing what's best for the team. And I thought they did what was best for the team, which is great. So for me, I'm not really looking up there. And unfortunately, the first hand that has to roll has to be Frank, because if the team, if the team is disorganized, uh, Lakers don't necessarily have a, to me, a defensive philosophy. They play pick and roll different every time down the floor. When you watch Dallas, Golden State, Phoenix, those guys are handling the pick and roll no matter where same it is, way. the same way. Yeah. So when those things are happening on the court, and for sure. It's like that old saying, the wind is out of sails. When the spirit of the team is gone, because they're a spiritless team now. They come out, and no, there's no emotion. Every now and then, somebody will make an emotional thing. But other than that, Lakers have no emotion. Then it starts with the coach, because you're in that locker room with these guys. You're at practice with these guys. And when things aren't happening, it's unfortunate that Frank's head may have to, uh, Frank may have to be replaced. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's tough, too, with Planka because, I mean, like you said, this is a team that won a title two years ago. And so, I mean, the 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 patience is running thin. I, I certainly think that's a reason why Rob Palenka should should keep his job. I mean, he took some risks this offseason, I would imagine, in part because he had to. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, for Vogel, I do agree the effort and defensive thing like maybe it's just you can't get them to buy in, but at some point as a coach, you you bear the responsibility when a team doesn't buy in. Right or wrong, if they the don't truth. buy in, or it's just that's your that's your fault. And again, uh, Rob, I think did what any GM 
would have done. You kind of experiment every now and then. Some years you get it right. He got it right in the bubble. Uh, this year you took that chance again and you didn't get it right. So again, it's still a lot of this belongs on the players' shoulders. I would say 80% because they're the ones that can make, have to affect what's going on on the floor. You got to run hard. You got to play hard. Uh, Coach designs some defense. Maybe as a player, you know, one of the things we say to Pat Riley is, Riles, this isn't working. Let's try something else. Do something else. And Riles was a coach that would would listen to his players. So we would try something else. And I really do believe the only reason he did it so he could say, if it didn't work, see, I told you guys, play basketball. Let me do the coaching. (laughs) <laughs> I believe you did that but that's a good strategy sometimes you got to yeah. let the players take accountability for their action on the court okay you guys want to do this okay I see it going this way so I mean I see it I'm gonna let you do it your way but let's kind of like get this together and if it don't work then it's okay you try I didn't work my way didn't work their way we got to figure it out no I I think um player empowerment is so huge. It's funny because it's talked a lot about today. I wonder if it wasn't talked about as much publicly as when you played because for whatever reason, like, and maybe it was, but I think it's always a good coaching strategy, right? Like you, you, you want to put the responsibility of the team's success and failures and to a certain degree on your players in terms of like empower them to make decisions. And to your point, like sometimes those decisions are going to backfire. They're not going to be good. And then the coach could step in and say, okay, well let's do it another way. But it, it's so important. And, and again, something we talk about a lot, I think in modern sports, empowering players, you know, in college, we talk, there's like a lot of college programs that do like player led practices where the coaches aren't even there. And so they're just trying to see like, how do their leaders respond by doing stuff like that? So um, that's a really good point. Let me ask you this though. The Lakers are a banner franchise in sports, Lakers, uh, Yankees, Cowboys, like those three in, in pro sports in America are just unparalleled but are the lakers right now if they get rid of vogel what does that say to other are they in a bad spot considering their brand with with coaches because now it's a turnover you're turning over a coach who two years ago led you to a championship and there you know and, and and there's been short stays for different coaches here over the last since lebron's been here and the whole dynamic of the front office with palenka but then also the ramp like do you think that that bothers potential candidates no uh you mean for coming to the Laker organization yeah if you want to get the best coach mm-hmm. the best of the best yeah well I um I think you want the best coach that's going now and Frank two years ago was considered the best coach yeah. because he won a championship but the NBA and college basketball is changing so fast I mean players are getting bigger stronger faster better uh, and, and to go back to your comment before about giving the players a little bit more say so, I think there's a fine line. Totally. Because again, some players can cross that line and stop being players and try to be a player coach. No, no, no. Your job is to play. My job is a coach. But in the in, in the making of this, we're trying to get bridges together. So yes, I will listen a little bit more to you on some of the coaching uh, ideas that we have. But right now, I think players still have to understand my job is to get out there, listen to the coach, try to put our philosophy together and make it happen by playing as hard as I can, holding my other players accountable. And I think that's what LeBron, when you hear about people saying that, you know, LeBron's coaching the team, no, he has something to say because he's out there on the court. So for me, bringing in, I think now we're at that tide in the NBA and you look at all the coaching changes, Frank has now become a dinosaur. 
He's one of the older coaches in this league. And what you have to do now is look to the younger coaches, kind of like the, what's the coach for the Rams, McVay? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to kind of like side that way a little bit. Like Spolstra, the first, his first go around with, with, with Miami with LeBron, right? Like he was an unknown young up and comer. That and Pat Riley believed in him and put him there. And, you know, so I think that that's where we are right now with, especially that, that three peak, that three prong you were talking about uh, of the organizations, the Lakers now have to look and see, okay, we're definitely gonna have to change the team. Okay. And are we going to make the move and, and kind of say, okay, Hey, let's go with youth and take our lumps and losses and take the chance that we're going to lose LeBron because he's about trying to win now. Or do you bring in a different coach, let him establish his philosophy early whether he's a young coach or, or seasoned coach and try to change the pieces. I don't think the Lakers have to do drastic things. Uh, you know, I think the one piece and right now, it seems like Westbrook and the Lakers are going to part eventually. That might be, and who's to say, because if he leaves and the Lakers do well, then everybody will always point the finger at Russell Westbrook. You know, well, he was the reason why we couldn't win, which is unfair because Russ is a hell of a player in this league and done a lot of things. And he's, he's an incredible always- talent. Yeah. He's an incredible talent. And and he was brought here for a different situation and found himself in a whole totally different situation. So I don't know what the Lakers are doing remains unseen, but I do think if the coaching change is made, are you going to go with a season coach or are you going to just go ahead and say, Hey, let me roll the dice right now and find one of these young coaches that you can put there. And hopefully he'll be able to get this thing going faster than, than not. And then live with him as you grow and start making player personnel changes. It's time to bring Riles home. Who? Riles, bring him home. Have you seen Riles lately? Riles is like an old man. <laughs> he is. He's great. I, Riles is not coming back to Los Angeles. I think he's very, very comfortable yeah. in South Beach. But he's still pulling the strings, isn't he, even at his age? Oh, for sure. He pulled the strings. I guarantee you Pat Riley is behind that. Him and Spolstro may not talk a lot, but, I mean, yep, as much as they used to before when he was a right. younger. But I think any major, major decisions and things like that when they start the season or if there's a – two or three games side, Pat Riley will come in and he and probably the coaching staff will all sit down and talk and figure it out. But uh, Rouse is a good coach, still a great man. Uh, Rouse got more gray hair than I got. He has hair gray up here, but still you can tell. <laughs> back gray hair. <laughs> coach Riley, oh, okay. Because, you know, but again, the one thing he's not going to give up is the suntan in South Beach because there he can always go lay out on the beach. If he comes to L.A., you got to get the suntan oil and put it all over him. So that's two different <laughs> things. But Riles not going to get that up. I love you, Pat. I always have much respect for you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is uh, a situation now. And I'm really anxious to see if the how the Lakers are going to um, – how the Lakers are going to pull us together. I really do believe they can. And like I said, it's going to start with one win and hopefully it'll be this Saturday against the Warriors. They're only seven. What are we decide? Six and a half back, seven back of uh, the seventh seed. Yep. But like I said, basketball, anything can happen. AT, anything can happen. And I'm really hopeful that uh, the Lakers will get it done. They got a big task ahead of themselves. I'll actually know it's tonight. Uh, they no. Yeah, no, Friday. I guess they play the Clippers first, don't they? I just had their schedule up a second ago. I yeah. The um, first and then the Warriors this weekend, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, it's, it's, 
And that there in itself is disheartening because as I went over to Laker Live the other day, now the Clipper fans are starting to infest into Laker events and they're kind of walking around proudly, which they should be because the Clippers are a good thing. But what? They've beaten the Lakers a six six times straight. Lakers got to stop that, man. You got to. You know, you pretty soon you lose them games. You're not gonna be called. You won't be able. To, you won't be the leaders of LA. You'll be second leaders. So, did you just say the Lakers have lost six straight to the Clippers? Yep. Think about that. I know. <laughs> That's why I made that comment. I know that is insane. <laughs> six straight, and what makes it so bad? They're losing to them without the, their marquee players. Paul George and Kawhi is sitting on the bench. You gotta find a way to beat them. Where's your pride? You know, where's your pride? Well, it might be in their shoe. They need to take it out. But you remember when you used to get a hole in your shoe and we used to get a paper, we used to get paper or cardboard and we put it in the shoe to kind of block out. And your mom and dad would say, put that on and wear it for two more weeks because I ain't, I don't get paid till then. <laughs> Lakers is using that to hold up their shoe. Pull that shit out of their shoe, man, and put that pride back on your heart, man, and come on out and play, which I, I really do believe they they will. Uh, any other trading topics in the NBA, Ari? Because we can kill the Lakers off all day long. I truly <laughs> don't want to because you know what? When they lose, I lose. When they're hurting, I'm hurting even more because uh, Lakers. Are, hey, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the. Because I just look talked, on that front. We're not look. I don't think we're trying to kill Lakers here. It's, yeah. We're just talking Laker basketball. Exactly. There's yeah. no other way to talk about them than to talk about it in a realistic approach. I think people genuinely care what you have to say about them yeah. and their state and then what, you know, how they can improve and what, how they can get better. So, uh, to go along and not changing the topic too much, but uh, winning time. I saw something big that's starting to really come out that show on HBO or something like that. Winning time is, uh, have you seen, have you seen it? It's not called Showtime. No, I think it's winning time. That's what I saw. They did a. Uh, they had a. Yeah, uh, winning time. The rise of the Lakers. I thought. I'm so confused. I thought it was called Showtime. It was yeah, no, on, the book. I, the, on the back of the thing on the premiere last night, it said Winning Time. So I wonder I, if I, they didn't want if HBO didn't want it to be called Showtime. <laughs> Are you? Did you pull it up? Yeah. I, yeah. So it's Winning Time, right? Yeah, Winning Time. The rise yeah. of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah. Based on the Showtime Lakers and the book Showtime. On and HBO. really, Ari, you know what? A uh, piece of mess, man. I don't, I'm not big on that. I don't really think. It premieres uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to show the Lakers in our best light, which we were a great organization followed by, that was brought on by Dr. Buss. I don't think you you tarnish his legacy at all with all this garbage that they're putting out there. And yes, they've talked to people. But when you talk to the Lakers and you truly want to talk about Showtime, Okay, you don't go underground to the dirt and start doing it. You put it out top on what we did and the people that built that organization and Dr. Buss. And yeah, he did it his way, a different way. We experienced a lot of the things that went along with Los Angeles. But come on, man, don't 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 mess up Showtime. And I'm glad they didn't call it Showtime, winning time. Anybody can do that. So that could be about anybody. You know, that dark skinned guy you see that's jumping up over him. That's not Michael Cooper. That's a figment of your imagination. I am. Um, we had, we had to talk about this show on this on this podcast because after after a show, okay, yeah, yeah, we yeah can look perfect. At it. That way you can set the record straight. Be like, no, yeah. no, that's some that's some BS right there. But I hear that uh, uh, Magic's documentary is coming out, which is going to blast that thing out the water, man. Yeah, nice. Magic has a documentary, so uh, that's that's going to be interesting. But yeah, winning winning time. Yeah, winning time. It's not about Lakers or anything like that. So. <laughs> 
Well, all right, enough said. I think uh, we just have to wait and see uh, on our next show, Showtime with Coop, Insightful BS. And you got a lot of it today. And uh, we will uh, have another episode coming up soon, man. I'm excited because we're going to have a player coming in, uh, Bo Outlaw, one of my favorite players. Bo Outlaw was uh, a journeyman, but a, a, one, probably one of the nicest guys that you'll ever, ever come across. And one of the, uh, you remember how Dwight Howard first came in and he had all those cut muscles and he looked real good and everything. Bo Outlaw was the first guy to yeah. be, but to have a man crush on. Isn't that what they call it, a man crush? Yeah, oh, yeah. He was yeah. a big dude. Charles um, Bo Outlaw. Bo Outlaw, big, big guy. Bo's going to come on and we're going to talk basketball with him. He played for the Clippers and many, many other teams and have great insight to the NBA. Awesome. It's going to be exciting, man. I can't wait. And then look, we'll we'll react to winning time. And then, of course, I don't know. Maybe the Lakers can catch a little winning streak here. We'll see. And if they do, I will be happy. And I'll get back into my Laker guard. There you have it, fans. Another episode in the can. Showtime with Coop, me, and my boy Ari talking about it and trying to be about it. Okay. <laughs> see <Nice>. you, Ari. <laughs> <laughs>